3: Don't just shake your head at me, young man. Good morning, everybody. Hi. Hey. Welcome in. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors. Beautiful Saturday morning again. This is the way it should be all the time. Just be miserable and nasty all during the entire week, Monday through Friday, and then on the weekends, bring this weather back in every single time. It'd be awesome. I agree. Braden Gunn here along with uh, our good friend Carlos, the Cuban redneck, and uh, Bill George, Diego, and filling in this week for Mr. Jonathan Swindle. He's not here. I'm sure there's some sort of swine involved. He and the daughter probably out showing some sort of pig somewhere It's Mr. Tom Freak.
2: Good morning, everybody.
3: Fresh back from his trip down to somewhere uh, south of the border. And I mean, way down past the border. Uh, went down there. If you uh, happen to be friendly friendlies with uh, Mr. Tom and you follow him on social media, yeah, it's old news. We all know where he's been and... What he's been doing? He's been hanging out, doing absolutely nothing down in some island somewhere, hanging out with uh, Teresa Hardway and uh, everybody else out on the beach, drinking drinks, Panama Jack. Yeah, you know.
2: No, uh, no, no, the local drink is called a monkey lala. Monkey, mon- the mon- monkey lala. It's it's think think of like a milkshake with uh, alcohol in it. I, fig- okay, I, I figured it, it with it. the name, I figured it'd be creamy or something like. Oh, that. Oh, it is. It is.
3: Creamy. <laughs> yeah. Sure. And then. Yeah, uh, tropical. Also, tropical, man. Yeah, that sounds really tropical. <laughs> I didn't hear pineapple in there one time. Oh. Uh, and then uh, Captain uh, Duval is also in town. Uh, maybe we'll get to hear from him a little later. He's been hanging out with Jim Pollard. I think they've been out chasing the Silver King. I think they've been out there uh, doing a little tarpon fishing.
0: Well, if he would have waited a little while, he could have maybe actually got to keep three trout
3: well you know i i heard uh I, I i put that up on our facebook page and uh tried to share it a couple times let everybody know about some of the rule changes one of them that shocked and surprised me was i got a little alert that perhaps even the goliath grouper the goliath grouper may be on the uh, menu so that wow. we may be uh being able to go out and Put a little steel in the lip of a big old giant Goliath, or as well, we used to put, call it, the Jewfish.
0: You the, can put all the steel you want in it right now. But You just can't put any fillet knife into it. Well,
3: no, you can put another steel, you know, like in the spinal area, lift it up, get it in the boat, you know, kind of thing. You know, gaff. Hello, pay attention yeah. to the story. <clears throat> Here's the story. Underwater freight train is what <laughs> exactly. I call it. And uh, we'll go down through that. I know that a lot of people are happy with the announcement that came out from the FWC. And then, of course, there's a lot of sad, sad faces as well Ooh. about the uh, <clears throat> about what the potential uh, opening is going to mean on June 1st. We'll see. Uh, I haven't gotten into too much of the details on the air. We'll let Bill George kind of cover those a little bit when it comes to what he can and cannot do and all that kind of good stuff. Uh, what fish are going to be inf- affected by this uh whatever decision that they make, that would be nice. I would just like to report that regardless of what you hear uh, through your friends and neighbors and fellow countrymen, according to the FWC, red tide has been pretty much pretty low, pretty low and not very much in existence. At least here in the Tampa Bay area, there are some areas down south where they've picked it up a little bit but not as much as people seem to be concerned about. Wow. I, know, I know a lot of people were concerned about the warm weather and the mixture of the enriched uranium water from Piney Point and everything else being together, and some super strain of red tide was going to develop and kill us all. But
2: uh, well, it doesn't seem to Radiation them. kills the red tide. Well, you know, <laughs>
3: I've, I've heard uh, different things like that, too, that uh, there's a certain amount of... Uh, uh, chemical in there that actually uh, defeats the red tide, but the potassium has an algae bloom type thing, but not on the other
0: stuff. I I do believe we got very lucky with the Piney Point. It could have been Mm -hmm. very, very bad. Uh, They did dump millions and millions of gallons of water that was not supposed to be in Tampa Bay into Tampa Bay, Um, but luckily, luckily it has not had devastating effects right now um so i uh, i think it just between the way the way it was the, when the winds hit it and everything else it, 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 we got the best we could get out of what we had happened
3: well that's uh, true and, uh, and and according to the brand new just given to me yesterday the red tide report from the fwc says over the past week Uh, that the brevis was observed in low concentrations in Pinellas County and very low to medium concentrations offshore of Hillsborough County, background to low concentrations in both Manatee and Sarasota counties, very low to medium concentrations in Charlotte County, and background to high concentrations in or offshore of Lee County and very low to high uh, concentrations in Collier
0: County. Let's go back to Hillsborough County. Offshore Hillsboro and Pinellas. What was it in
3: Pinellas? Very, very low. Okay,
0: what is it in Hillsboro?
3: Low, very low to medium concentrations.
0: Okay, you realize how far offshore Hillsboro is and how narrow that is?
3: Yeah, it literally is between
2: like the one side of the, the Skyway, and the Skyway. Yeah, that's, that's about, about it. I want, I want to see what the definition of offshore of Hillsborough County
3: is. Yeah, because I think <laughs> the first five hundred feet of the Skyway is Pinellas, then the, then here in the Ship Channel, you go over that's Hillsborough, and then you hit the Manatee County side. Yeah. So basically, you're in three different counties as you go over the Skyway Bridge. <clears throat> uh, anyway, they're saying that it's <laughs> offshore. Uh, medium low, pretty that, much all over the place. They did say in the Northwest over the past week was observed, uh, in background concentrations, means they found it in Bay County and on the East coast over the past week. Not, uh, not observed. Yeah. So it's not there at all.
0: I don't know. When well, you turn around and you have vanilla set one thing in Hillsborough, which is so narrow at a totally different thing. I, I lose faith in the data. I lose faith in, or, or it's not so much the data because you're not really giving the data. I lose faith in the reporting of the data.
3: I think that a lot of people, when they think of Hillsborough County, they think the other side of the bay is, you know what I'm saying, the dividing line in Tampa Bay. You know, when you get over on the side where you're around the Isle and and things like that on that side of the bay. At least in my mind, when I hear that, that's what I hear. Uh, you know, upper Hillsborough up there by Ben D. Davis and all that kind of stuff like that. I don't I don't include You're the skyway about in the bay. Here. Yeah, I don't, you know, when I when I think of Hillsborough County, when I think of that line, I never even think of the skyway because as you said it is unless it's flowing out the ship channel. You know, it's it's <laughs> like uh really seriously dude, I mean, you could almost throw a baseball across, you know, the Hillsborough County line from Pinellas to to Manatee, you know, when over the bridge. So when I think of that I think of Piney Point. I think of areas over there, you know, where maybe that would be very important. Well, if they would they're not being area-specific.
0: That would be one thing. But when they say offshore, that's, that's when I look
4: I'm at thinking 10, 10
3: miles out.
4: That's yeah. what I'm thinking
3: when I you
0: think, say offshore. Not.
3: Well, I usually I usually start at three. I usually three miles offshore. If it's offshore, that's about three miles. You Otherwise, know, it's me. on the coast of Hillbrook. Yeah. Yeah, otherwise they would be on the beaches, you know, they would they would be concentrated. But it, speaking of that, they observed a small fish kill suspected to be related to Red Tide was reported over the past week in Charlotte, Lee, and Collier counties. Uh, but it was nothing major, you know, of course we would heard all about it.
2: If it was something every news organization would have their camera. Oh
3: yeah, there'd on. be helicopters, you know, flying over. It's like when the stingrays show up. You know, you gotta have those Eagle Eight shots of look at the masses of Stingrays attacking Michigan legs.
0: No, no, no. What they do is they'll turn around, get that little little wave of chubs that died, they'll get that macro lens and they'll turn around and talk about how the devastating it was on the Goliath group, or I mean they'll zoom in real close. You know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> blow, up, huh? well, blow up a
3: pinfish and say the snapper population is devastated out here on the beaches. <laughs> well when they
4: show those rays, you know where to go bow fishing. Well, that's true. So that'd be a good spot.
3: Alright, we're gonna take a quick break while Diego tries to breathe through his mask. Why are you still wearing that? Follow the science. Jeez. It is a big and wild outdoors. We'll be, right out the door. we'll be right back. We'll be right back. Good morning, everybody. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors. Hanging out with you this morning live and in person from the Beasley Broadcasting Empire in St. Petersburg, Florida. Uh, breaking Gun, along with Tom Freak, Carlos, the Cuban Redneck Lopez, Bill George, and Diego all hanging out here today with you on this beautiful Saturday morning. <clears throat> right now, they're saying that it's around the 60s. It's going to be in the uh, mid to upper 80s for today. Doesn't look like very much rain going on, so that's a good thing. Uh, Sunday's going to be just as nice. It's going to be a beautiful, fabulous weekend. If you can get out and go mess around, I say go, go out get out and mess around. That would be a good time to go do it. Just remember, <clears throat> there's critters out there in them woods, man. They're out there on the ground, so just be careful. Be out there uh, on the lookout for any of those little slitheries that might be out there. And, of course, <clears throat> alligators are still out there kind of moving around. I know there was a story that came out this past week about a gentleman who uh, – did the heroic jump in save his dog thing off of a <clears throat> out of an alligator about an eight footer? As much as I love my dog, eh, you know that would be one of those hard decisions where you know. Well, there's there's nature. There you go. <laughs> I'll be going to the pet adoption place yeah, again. he'll Be going out, and get me a hurricane dog. Yep. You know, something like that. Uh, you know, but uh, kudos for him for uh, getting out there and doing his thing. That seems to be the easy way to get. Ten million views on TikTok. Just you know, get your dog bit up by an alligator and jump in and save it. Did you see the other? video? Yeah, on? turn your mic on there. There you go, right there.
2: <laughs> did you Did you see the other video of the uh, fisherman that got chased by the big one, the eleven footer?
3: Yeah, you know <clears throat> that one there. You wait, know, wait, you're... wait, wait. Where was that? Oh, it was it was down in the Everglades. Yeah, Everglades, oh, Bill, you got that?
0: Ah, <laughs> oh, I didn't see
2: it. Oh yeah, well, well yeah, it, he was it, it,
3: going it. from one spot to another and uh, okay. walking through and. It was a it was a uh, traveling trail of an alligator. Uh, I've had that happen to me. I was uh, crawling on my hands and knees, dragging a Mossberg 500 pistol grip with me, and I was going under some bushes. It was a little, you know, from one lake to another, kind of little, yeah. you know, little deal. And it was had a nice little cover and some shade. And luckily, the alligator was going in the same direction I was as I came up from behind it. <laughs> you know, it was like, hey, oh, you know. It would have been a different story altogether if it had been a face-to-face kind of meeting. But, uh, yeah, the gentleman had his fish and pole and did the little, you know, yeah, get away, get away, get away, get away, away, the tip of his fish pole. Well, what, so he did harassed you, the alligator? Did you, do, did you do that with the Mossberg? Uh, <laughs> no, I backed out uh, nice and gently as he scooted the other way at a rapid what, pace. What was loaded in that 500? that did a buckshot. 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 Put him in there. there. You were ready. Buckshot. We were out hog gun. I think that was in Tide Swamp. I think I were up there messing around. You still got Crawling that, Mossberg? Park? Darn right I do. Yeah, nice. <coughs> Killed a nice turkey with that bad boy. I bought the Combo back in the day. You know, when you me, buy the me Combo. Too. I, got, I
4: got that one, the camo one.
3: No, it's the all black one. It's the I got, camo. Uh, I mean, it comes with a 28-inch barrel and an 18-and-a-quarter-inch barrel. Yeah,
4: the ventilated rib yeah, and, and, all the, that uh, good and stuff. the slug barrel. I think yeah. it
3: was about 168 bucks. I got the camo,
4: the OG camo. Really? Yep.
3: You want to trade barrels? Negative. What? Nope. I give you my black heat shield if you give me your camo she- heat when, shield.
4: When I do pull it out, once a blue moon, when they see it at a management area, I got guys walking up to me wanting to buy it.
3: You know what? It's funny about those is after I went out and shot it with the uh, pistol grip that came with the firearm, especially when you're shooting slugs or buckshot, <clears throat> that's when I sacrificed the wooden stock and went ahead and cut it down, and turned it into a uh, hog leg. I just went ahead and used the uh, the wooden stock on it and then bought an aftermarket one, a nice uh, I, I got composite the, one. I got the
4: aftermarket pistol grip. I put that on.
3: I put a composite forend and a uh, composite uh, butt stock on it, sacrificed the wooden stock for the, for the grip. Because mm. that straight-down pistol grip, all that energy coming back into the web of your hand between your thumb and your index finger... After you shoot it about ten times, they don't work so well anymore. Well, <laughs> I, I, like,
4: I, well, I, I think, I think at that instance right there, you're a full one hundred percent adrenaline. You're not going to feel nothing. No, I mean, shot.
3: that right there is different. But I'm saying, if you go into the range and you're playing around with it, like I was or we were, you know, oh. it's just it just beating yourself up for no reason whatsoever. Yeah, that's kind of masochistic, <clears throat> actually. But that's, <laughs> that's why I bought a Casul so I could beat myself up. Yeah. <laughs> so, Especially with a seven inch barrel. You know, bounce it off your forehead a few times. It's all fun and games until yeah, that's, someone that's, gets hurt.
4: That's one of those purchases that is <laughs> kind of iffy.
3: <laughs> Nowadays, it's, those are hard to find. You can't find those combos. There's one I know that's floating around out there by some other company that makes one that's basically the same as the Mossberg combo. It's around 200 and some change. So it's not really crazy expensive, you know, but. I tell um, you,
0: I, I'm not into switching the gun around a lot. I like a gun set up for what it is. I grab it. I know it's ready to go when I walk out the door. Um, what, are even t- what, are t- t- what are you talking
4: about? Two- you got that? You got that Thompson that you can I switch do. the barrels? Yeah, I mister. do. What are you talking the about? Same man?
0: barrel's been on it the whole time. I've only put the two that, two three well, barrel that's, on that's, it. B-
4: that's because you're lazy.
0: <laughs> no, it's because it, it's, it's.
4: It is what it that's is. Because you never take it out of
3: the back seat. That's what it
0: is. It's out right now. I know.
3: In my younger days, the 18-inch barrel stayed on it, you know, for a home protection weapon. It stayed over in the corner, you know. it's was home by myself, you know, that kind of thing. It's it's lived over there in the corner of the bedroom. If I wanted to go bird hunting, dude, it's, you know, take the screw, ping, pong, ping, put it on, it's done. It's over. It's, it's a new gun. I can go out and go dove hunting or go turkey hunting or whatever it is. If I wanted to go drag it around out in the woods, sometimes it was easier to put that short barrel on there. Because I wasn't on planning on taking a whack at a hog at, you know, 80 yards with a modified choke out of that barrel. So, it was all close range stuff. We didn't go out there and mess around, you know, shooting across the field with a shotgun. It's like, uh, you know, 30 yards? Oh, yeah. Boom, boom, boom. Do your thing. That's that, why you have, you have the beauty of the switchable barrel. Do you have the
4: mag extension for it? No. Carlson choke tubes, man. Carlson, they make. Oh, you mean for the barrel?
3: No, mine's a standard straight up, straight up. It's uh, improved cylinder, you know, cylinder bore on the eighteen, and then of Mm -hmm. course it's modified on the other one. So. That one there, that's the one I caught that turkey out there in the open with, man. About 70 yards with that big old giant duplex load. Damn, it broke my tooth. Yeah, my,
4: my problem is now I forget to pump it because I'm used to the semi-automatic <laughs> the Beretta. So I took Eric. Man. Eric wants to use the Beretta. We were dove hunting, and, and uh, I had the Mossberg, so I was forgetting to pump it, so I'd take one shot. You know how that goes. Well, you know, it's funny (laughs) because
3: you always see that guy who's uh, out of sporting clays. It's just the complete opposite. He's so used to shooting a pump, and then he borrows his brother-in-law's semi-auto, and he shoots the first round. You see him go, you see him kind of, yeah, that's right, it's not a pump.
1: (laughs) That was me in the beginning. I,
0: I did that on a turkey when I bought the Winchester Super X2. I'd been used to shooting the Mossberg which I gave it away cuz I didn't I didn't particularly care for it but uh Crazy. I turned around got that Winchester Super X2 and there I shoot a turkey and of course he's he's dead but you always put the next round in just in case and I'm trying to get the next round in and it's like finally I realized yeah
3: I'm a semi-auto foolish mortal <laughs> Foolish, foolish one why would you get rid of a mossberg? they I rattle they they
4: make know. noise so they, you didn't they get shake. rid of it it's over like, my direction, man Where'd
2: you get rid of it getting rid of a gun that's a that's a foreign gun yeah, think so yeah, yeah I mean' uh, yeah, that's one it those weird weird things. Gets rid of a gun it
0: was weird, the dude. only gun I got rid of, and I gave it to somebody else who who needed it for
3: so you gave him your crappy mossberg is that the way you were here I don't use this little rattle
4: trap anymore yeah, i I need a three hundred wind mag so. If you're gonna get rid of yours, <laughs> slide yeah. it over to the right. But I, I just I always I
3: always think a Mossberg is like the AK of the shotgun world. They rattle, they're loose, they do all that other stuff. They make noise. The fore end chink, 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 you know, make. But Dude, they last forever. So
4: that's the ori- that's the original Glock. You can shoot that thing underwater <laughs> probably. That thing is in- it's like Rambo, it's indestructible.
3: It is. Well, speaking of underwater, I was gonna ask you, Tom, you went down to uh Honduras this past week. That's right. Did you do any diving at all? Or did, did you uh, stay above the water? No,
2: no. This is uh for my first actual dive since my uh, accident five years ago and Everything went well. My lungs didn't pop, and, uh, you know, so I made it back. Your ears are okay? Your sinuses yeah. are all fine? Every, everything everything worked out well. Had a great time with Jim's Dive Shop down there. Teresa took good care of us, and uh, if you're going to get back into diving. Nothing better than diving with your instructor. And she's not a bad
3: one to hang out with because she's a lot of laughs and a great cook and all the other kind of things that go along with it, it too. So
0: Now you go down to Honduras, and the dive shop is Jim's Dive Shop. <clears throat>
2: yep. It's, yep. shot, it's Jim's I, yep. here. Yeah, Jim's Jim's oh, dive Jim's shop here. out yeah, Jim's dive shop out on Bay Pines right across from the VA. What do you think he's yeah, talking about right Honduras no, I'm, What's I'm, the matter I'm with I'm thinking you? that, you know, he's <laughs> down in
0: Honduras and he's down with Jim's dive shop in Honduras. I would have expected a a more culturally appropriate Listen, name man name. you got a, high, yeah. you got the di- a higher the, iq the, the people
2: who run the the dives actually in honduras <laughs> are uh, it's called Ma- the mayan divers okay so th- yes yeah a uh, little more culturally <laughs> appropriate he was throwing a plug out there
4: bill you didn't get that yeah no that's all good
3: mayan divers i think the only water that the mayans ever went around with were the heads that they threw into those uh those holes in the ground and chop your head off and uh, throw them in the. What do they call those things? Not okay, now, what are see, those?
4: now the Mayan Association is going to call in now. You see? Oh, I'm sorry, <laughs> it's, just, it's a the
3: fact. Sorry, those facts get in the way. Okay, <clears throat> so you culture. were down there? Were you diving the whole time,
2: or was uh, it strictly you, for a dive? Uh, yep, just you know, I went down there. Uh, Teresa put on a great, uh, great trip. Uh, we stayed at the Mayan Princess, uh, really nice all-inclusive resort down there, and just had a good old time.
3: I got to ask. I know this is going to be weird, but why have, do you have to go all the way to Honduras to go dive around in the water when you have the Gulf of Mexico like five Ro-
2: minutes away? Roatan is probably one of the top five dive sites in the world. What can you see there that you can't see here? Uh, you know, pretty much uh, nothing. You know, it's the same, The same. you know, we saw the you know, grouper snapper, all the, the usual tropical reef fish, tons of green turtles. Uh, you know, we did do a shark dive. Swimming with the Caribbean reef sharks, you know, were you, were you tons you able of lobsters. To feed those? Uh, you know, uh, they they're sort of really into the eco tourism. So they, uh, they, you know, they they're very protective of the of the reefs close to shore. You know, they do a lot of you know the fishing further out, but uh, you know they're trying to do everything thing, thing they can to preserve the the reefs so that uh, when the, the the government really you know starts opening it up. Uh, that they their their entire economy is based on tourism, and those those people are really hurting. They've they've been locked down even oh, more sure. significantly than than we have here in the United States.
3: Especially because you got people coming from all over the world to go there and do it. You know, you well, you got to make sure that uh, you know they're
2: not bringing in some sort of infection. Well, they they really rely on the cruise ships, and right now with the cruise ships not running, you know, it was uh, it was it was a very relaxed. You know, no crowds. And uh, they've got great deals. So, you know, if you're looking for some place to go and not spend a lot of money, Honduras is a good place. How was the food, Tom? Oh, food was, food was excellent. Food was excellent. I'm sure. That's always my important We did go <laughs> off property one night, and uh, we got uh, a, a lobster tail dinner with three lobster tails, two sides, a salad and a dessert for twenty bucks. Uh, oh I, I, my god! Don't think you can really do that in St. Peter or, <laughs> no, or anywhere in Pinellas no. County for that matter.
3: No, that's a dozen shrimp and a couple of new potatoes and a coke. But
0: in that economy, that's like probably eighty dollars.
2: It was, yeah, it was. It was a great meal for for a, for a twenty dollar bill. I go out to eat every night. <laughs> really, <laughs> seriously,
3: for that. All right, we're gonna take a quick Wait, don't go nowhere. We're brought to you by our good friends over at Brandon Ford. Hang out with us today. We're going to be on until uh, 10 o'clock, hanging out with you. Got any phone calls? Got any questions? You can do it. 888-404-1010, 888-404-1010. If you want to, be brave. We'll be back. Welcome in, everybody. Good morning. Beautiful Saturday morning. Get up. Get out. Go outside for a second. You'll see. I ain't lying.
0: It is a little breezy.
3: It feels good out there today, man.
0: The trees were moving around pretty good just a little bit ago.
3: Eh, It's going to be
4: a nice, beautiful day out in the neighborhoods. Good day to clean out the garage, too, if you're not going out.
3: No. No, it's not. It's it's not not humid. It's not humid. It's nice out. I don't want to get out and mow on a day like today. Just enjoy it. Do it tomorrow. It's the Big and Wild Outdoors. Braden Gun, Tom Free, Carlos Lopez, Bill George, and Diego on the phones out there hanging out with you this morning. Uh, we were talking during the break. Um, at the time, I wanted to apologize. I was like, look, man, I'm not busting on you about uh, you know what you can do down there that you can't do here because there are places around the world that I would I would love to go spend just days and days and days diving around like truck lagoon and places like that where you have you know ships and wrecks and things and all that kind of stuff which we do have here off the 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 coast of florida as well but uh i will admit that you do get to see the water so much cleaner and it's so much clearer and you do get to see a lot of things that uh you don't normally get to see here that make diving a little easier like even your you tom was showing us his little shark video uh, when the water's that clear and you have that many sharks around, as long as you can see them, you're at ease. You're all like, eh, you know, okay, well, they, there's one, they, there's they, one, they ha- there's on another. Their, on
2: their shark dives, they have the sharks very well, very well trained because it's very bad for uh, tourism if the sharks eat the customers.
3: Yeah, <laughs> and, and, but, you know, when you're off the uh, west coast of Florida and you're out uh, diving around, let's say, oh, I don't know, the the concrete piles, the old culvert piles, uh, you know, off clear water. And you're swimming along, and you can only see about six or seven feet. And then all of a sudden, this big pointy gray head thing kind of pokes out, and goes by you—you know, about five feet away that you didn't see coming in. You're like, uh,
1: okay.
2: Well, the other thing is, is we we weren't that. dealing we weren't dealing with the local Tampa Bay bull sharks either. That's these true. Were, these were the Caribbean reef sharks. They're they're a little bit calmer.
3: Yeah. Yeah, and uh, you know, you get that little swim by, and you're like, "Okay, if there's one, I can't see any other ones around well, here." And now I'm getting a little freaked out.
0: <laughs> well, one of the reasons why I was asking about feeding them is they had a couple-hour roundtable discussion at the last FWC commission meeting on Wednesday all surrounding the shark topic of sharks and how we have so much more interactions with sharks. And it was is very interesting because, you know, they actually contribute some of the issues that we're having with the fact that people are out there feeding these sharks. and they're out there diving. and so people, the sharks, the dolphins, whatever, are getting accustomed to hearing that that motor come up and then they're coming to look for a meal as opposed to just naturally continuing to, to cruise around. Well,
2: if, you'll, if you talk to people in the spear fishing community in this area, they'll tell you that uh, when they start when they start pulling the trigger on their spear guns, that that's like ringing the dinner bell. That you know the sharks hear that and will come in looking looking for a meal. Yeah, that the, and the Goliath groupers
3: the they're so trained to hear that you know that whack uh, of the you know the arbalets being fired that they 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 know exactly what that sound is and what it means. And then of course when you got the little that
2: fish making all that noise underwater.
0: Well, that's just that's a fine tuned sound to bring them in the last. Well, you
2: know I I grew up on Indian Rocks Beach fishing the Indian Rocks Pier and. Uh, you know, uh, the, the sharks have always the sharks have always been here. Now, whether or not you know human interaction is changing their behavior, you know you can you can debate that because I've been catching sharks off Indian Rocks Beach since I was three years old. Uh, you know, they're they're always there. If you're in, if you're in the waters of Tampa Bay for any length of time, you you've had a shark. Oh, easily. By oh, you. oh, yeah. No. I've had it happen yeah. so many times yeah. I can't even remember. And, and those are just the ones you see.
0: Yeah. It, it was funny because back in the '80s, early '90s. We turn around. We used to fish Tampa Bay, and there was a guy that would come with rope and a dog chain with a big hook on it, and he'd literally tie it off. Yeah, looking he,
3: for Hitler, man.
0: He he was catching humongous sharks in the bay, yeah. but they turn around. The big consensus along the, a lot of the scientists is, oh, we really aren't overrun with sharks. We're back getting closer to where we should be, and. You know, people are not happy with how many they're seeing. Well,
3: I think that a lot of it, I I have to kind of disagree with the experts or, or anybody else. I think that you see the pattern when you have, this is one of the problems with catch and release. When you have a snook that's worn out, torn down, you know, tired out. Now, a lot, of, a lot of guides don't want you to do that. They don't want you to fight it, let it run, do all So get it to the boat as quick as you can so they can release it and get it going while it's still s- strong and can and defend itself. I don't know how many thousands of stories you'll hear every day about, you know, releasing a 30-inch, 40-inch nook, 28, whatever, and a dolphin comes up and eats it. You know, they'll chase it down and they'll eat it because they're the same thing. They're trained. They know that when that fisherman and that boat's out there, they just wait. They let you do all the work. They unhook that thing, and then once it goes, kind of swims off, gets in the grass, bump, easy meal. And I think the sharks have learned that example as well. When the population going up, a lot of them, and then when you have people purposely feeding them, uh, cleaning them, cleaning something, throwing them some bait, doing whatever it is, snap off a big minhaden and throw it out there. Uh, the sharks are like, oh, boat lunch belt, and it, then it's like it's, it's, it's like the like, same thing. It's, it's the like same the process. fish that
4: hang out by the the boat slips where they the cleaning stations. Sure. There's always a ton of, you know, tarpon and other, you know, um but I guess uh, Amberjacks fish- or not Amberjacks, um Jacks. Uh, and they're just waiting for you to toss it in
2: pelicans. I mean, everything's there waiting.
3: You go fish Fort DeSoto Soto anymore, and you got to get through the gambit of of dolphin to get your whatever uh, it is on the end watching, of the line.
2: Watching the uh, the videos uh, this past week of people losing cast nets trying to net their bait, and the dolphins is, uh, are ripping the nets apart yep. to get to the to get to the the bait. They've gotten smarter to where um, I
3: know that uh, with with barracuda back in the day, you know they were that was one of the big complaints. You have a big ball of bait. And they literally come up and they'll bite the net, rip it open, and stick their heads just right inside of it, and, I, and grab a few hundred mouthfuls, I, and then back out and go.
4: I actually hooked a dolphin off the Skyway Pier. Oh, it happens a lot you more know, took, than you took, think it, took it does. Took my bait and I, I hooked it. And I hooked it pretty good. and I was trying to break it, but I had braided line on, so it was. Th- that's the other just thing. A little bit of a battle.
3: The uh, you see it all the time out there. My brother was out there uh, this. Last week, and a guy they were out because mackerel was still running, so everybody's throwing big long spoons with a weight, you know, uh, reeling it in as fast as they could. And uh, bumped the dolphin, boom, you know, and, and put the hook right in it. And next thing you know, whish, you're not going to turn that thing, you know, there's just no, no way it breathes air and it can yeah. run,
4: and it's all muscle.
3: And uh, you know, yeah, and so my brother's like going, Cut your line, man, cut your line, cut your line. He goes, I don't have a knife, I don't have a knife. so Bart runs over there, you know, and just literally just whacks the, the, the line and cuts it and lets it go. Now there's a dolphin out there dragging probably 70 yards of braid behind him. And how long will that last, you know, and you get tangled up in whatever it is and all that kind of stuff. But that's a learned behavior. And you've got mamas out there that are showing their babies how to do this. And sharks are very intelligent when it comes to getting an easy meal. And well, they'll follow boats. They'll be around boats and they know where they are.
0: I, I they can get conditioned. Tell you, yeah. I can tell you the sharks are definitely, uh, the interactions are definitely increased a lot. And let's just say there's been a number of requests for bang sticks recently um, just to deal with sharks. And they're not killing them to eat them, they're just going to turn around when they have that interaction with the shark and he's up by the side of the boat boom and then he's gone
3: and then he turns into blue crab food which will be good for the uh, population i guess and
0: i wouldn't imagine you know what's going on down in boca Grande right now
3: uh i know that uh i think jim took uh i think that's where he brought uh, captain duvall down there to go fishing down there uh there were a lot of boats i saw some of his videos there were a lot of people down there you're always going to dude, you're always going to have sharks there. There's nothing you can do about that. And bang sticks ain't going to help. I mean, they just—they move too fast. They're they are in that mode. And if you've ever gone down there and seen it, it's literally they move at the speed of light. They don't move around like you see on TV or anything where they're just like lazily. So you may get one every once in a while that's going between boats that you're looking at and go holy, do not fall out of the water. Do not fall out of the boat and get in the water. But other than that it happens so fast you got a tarpon at the top it's like bam 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 and got, it's over it's got, literally I over a,
4: i got a tarpon question what what kind of uh, pound test do they use when they're fishing for tarpon
3: it, you don't need a lot I, I think maybe 50 at the most some people go down with 30 depends on your reel and how much line you want to get you know, out also with. if
2: you're fishing uh, you know in the pass or if you're out on the beaches if you're out on the beaches you know you can lighten up and use the spin gear yep uh, you know most people are using conventional type stuff you know when they're in the pass because you know you're dropping down trying to get in the hole.
3: You're trying to reel a jeep off the bottom. And you're in the pass. If you're on the yeah. beach, it's shallow. They do get a lot more runs, mm-hmm. a lot more jumps, things like that. It's a little more like tarpon fishing that you see on TV. Well,
0: how mm-hmm. much tarpon fishing any more like tarpon fishing? I don't understand that.
3: What do you mean? Well, he just said they either they drop <laughs> down in the hole.
0: How's not tarpon, not tarpon fishing?
3: Well, it's it's a different type of fishing. <laughs> it's like the difference between catching a fish that's. <laughs> they can go straight down to the bottom is uh, nice and deep yeah. or if it's in six feet of water they can't that, die they can whole, only run that
2: hole in boca grand pass can be you know 80 feet deep in places so you know you, you got more water more vertical water for those fish to to go up and down and you're out on the beach and you hook them in 12 feet of water they got they got to run you know horizontal away you, from you there.
0: know what amazes me and it, it w- happened at this commission meeting when they were talking about the goliath they just down there in the tar to- dry tar to- or whatever they they turn around and just shut down a large section of the fishing altogether when the fish are aggregating spawn pre-spawn time why hasn't somebody complained about targeting tarpon when they're all concentrated up in a ball
3: because they're there to feed they're there to feed and do all that other happy tarpony stuff but they're
0: concentrated in that pre-spawn mode
3: yeah they're, they're gonna go their separate ways they don't spawn offshore. They, like, come up here in Tampa Bay. They go in these dirty, dirty, nasty waters and all that stuff. Remember, they can breathe air. They can come up like a goldfish. And yeah, they're, whoo-
4: they're gulping.
3: They can get out in some nasty water. All right, we're going to get to Robert. He's on the phone when we come back from break. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors brought to you by our good friends over in Brandon Fort. Got great deals going on over there. Remember, they're looking for used cars. So if you got something you want to buy, trade, bring it over. They're giving the deals, man, really. Got that old motorcycle, mini bike, airboat, four-wheeler, whatever. Trip, big wheel, maybe, I don't know. All right, we'll be back, you guys, hang in there. everybody. Big and Wild Outdoors. Before we get back into it, I just wanted to give you a quick reminder. <clears throat> I know you heard it during the break, but uh, Brandon Ford is doing their uh, trade-a-thon going on right now. As we said, they're taking uh, everything in trade. Uh, if you want to bring in a uh, car, boat, motorcycle, RV, campers, jet skis, four-wheelers, any of that kind of stuff like that, you can uh, reduce all your payments into one and unload some toys that you no longer maybe, you know, use anymore. Uh, maybe a kids have outgrown that, that uh, you know, that ADCC four-wheeler, and it just sits back in the back corner, and you want to get rid of it? Uh, you can uh, do it right now. I mean, they literally said, you know, crazy trades are, are being taken, so it doesn't matter. Uh, and they'll uh, buy your vehicle outright if you have a vehicle that you want to Get rid of, um, maybe move up in the world. Get yourself something other. Your brother-in-law's car is for sale. And you need cash quick, and you want to get rid of your car. You go see them out at Brandon Ford, and they'll uh, they'll do the deal for you. So it's all good. All right, let's go to Robert. He's on the phone. Thanks for waiting through the break, hey. Robert. How you doing?
1: I'm doing well. Good morning. I just, I have to ask, you guys have nothing else better to do on a Saturday than to hang out with Carlos serious? Oh, Lord. He's
3: good
4: company. That's my brother-in-law. Oh, Lord. He, he showers. Good
1: morning, there, Skippy Skip. Yo, what's up, man? <laughs> hey,
4: Diego, hit the button. <laughs> <laughs> is, that the, is that the dump? <laughs> hey,
1: I'm actually really surprised he stays awake. Hey. Hey. He rags me He does have tendencies to fall asleep. He fell. He falls asleep in fishing tournaments while the boat is running from spot to spot.
2: That's Well, true. who
3: doesn't do that? You got to get up early for those, especially if you got some really comfortable <laughs> bean bags or something there. What do they call those bean bags? Everybody has on dive boats. What's, what's the oh, bean bag?
1: On, oh yeah, I, I don't know the name of them, but I know what you're Dude, about. Dude, you yeah. get
3: snuggled up in one of those things, man. Yeah. Wake me up. I'm ready. <laughs> yeah.
1: So he was telling me about the big uh the the big uh, tournament kind of the Panfish. Oh yeah. Yeah,
3: man. Are you going to try to make it up for
1: it? I I think I am and if I if I'm not able to make it up, I'm definitely going to donate some funds. So, either oh, way you're for gonna you give my money.
3: Well, yeah. uh, we'll we'll yeah. take anything you want to give. Uh, I know that I think that yeah. uh I think our sponsorship flyer uh what was it this past week was the deadline to get everybody up on the flyer, so anything that comes after will just have to be a a mention, but uh it's it's gotten really huge this year and a lot of people uh, I think we I I'm flabbergasted and it was over a month ago that we uh, uh all the boats were already you know pretty much reserved the for pontoon the, the pontoon boats. The pontoon boats. I know they had some john boats left. I think all the cabins were already uh taken well, so um yeah. everybody's just getting on a list now. Okay, somebody how falls many, off. How many bolts we have registered already? Do you know? Oh, I on? don't even know. Did you talk Let's, to Jim at all this I week? I have
0: not. I have not. But listen, if you come up, I want you to take Carlos out there. Uh, what, what alias do you know him as?
4: Oh, He's got a lot of names for me.
0: What What is a
1: good family uh, alias ones for that I could. You mean ones that I could say on the radio? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Cuban Redneck, Skippy Skip, Carlos, Charlie. Okay. Yeah. Those are probably the clean ones. I could probably, yeah. yeah.
0: Well, listen, you know,
1: I frosty take, freeze. We take a lot
0: of pride in beating him with his own um, <laughs> shotgun when we shoot clay pigeons. Yeah. I want you to borrow a fishing pole from him and beat him. Well, I've actually no, Rob. Yeah, Rob
4: beats good. me fishing almost all the time. That <laughs> I will. I, that I will I, say I on the air.
1: Hear, hey Carlos, I did hear that actually in the clay industry they're actually going to make them twice as big just just for you, buddy. <laughs> no, th- thanks. You can see they him they thanks. do it's that. It's gonna al- be like a
4: like a like a flower
3: pot. <laughs> they do that already with a rabbit, and he still can't hit it. They're gonna, so, launch, a flou- <laughs> no, they're gonna right. launch flower pots. Yeah, <laughs> flower pots or uh, some or two liter Coke bottles. They'll so just float them up there in the air or something where you can hit them. Uh, well, if you're planning uh, on coming, uh, get there kind of early. I
1: will. I will. And I just wanted to say thanks. I'm just on my way to do a, a golfing tournament actually today out at Riverview. So I had a few minutes, and he's always bugging me about Collins. So. Thanks for taking my call, guys. Yeah. I really appreciate it. You're well, Welcome.
0: When you, you get out there on the water with him sometime, and you're fishing one Saturday, give us a call and just let us know. Uh, if he's fall asleep, you can always call and send us a picture, and we'll <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, we'll, we'll yeah, show no, it on yeah. the air. No, since
4: I got the CPAP machine, I don't fall asleep anymore. <laughs> man, because,
1: but he, but I will, but there I will
4: say, he's got a hundred fishing stories with me. That I will say. Yeah. Some you good guys ones.
1: also, yeah, I'll have to tell you guys some
3: uh, off the air, but there's some, yeah, there's some good <laughs> ones. <laughs> uh, I'm sure. Oh, man. Robert, thanks for the call, man. We hope to see you out there on All June right. 19th. Thanks for calling, All right, you, Have brother. a good day, everyone. See so you, buddy. All right, man. All right. man. <sighs> That's not the one I have to keep constantly uh, f- uh, buying ammo for, is it? Huh? Huh? What? What?
4: Speaking of ammo, oh, I found here some. here we go. I found some at Walmart. Did you? I bought six boxes of 12-gauge Remington and... Uh, I think it was fast steel or something. Uh, the dovlo. I, I was like, how much? Six. Under six bucks. Give me them all. Fast steel. Yeah. Yeah. That's good stuff. I found that. I, I did. See, I found one box of thirty thirty. I bought that. If you find it, you better buy it. That's all I can tell you, man. Yeah. I, I don't know how many people and I 20, see. And twenty two. I bought a mini mag and uh, twenty two shorts. Nice. But they only they limited me to three boxes, so I I went back like a couple hours later and I bought three more. Oh, you're that guy. Hey, man, I was working. I I was working, working to buy ammo. No, I was working the store.
3: Yeah, yeah, it's really
4: nice how you do that. Hey, whatever. The only thing I think the only thing that we
3: actually had a limit on this past week was uh, we got a shipment in of 300 blackout, which a lot of people have been looking been looking for and then uh, <laughs> Tom gave me the big high eyebrow and I was like, What are you looking at? He's over my shoulder, it must be a squirrel or a duck. No, oh. big airplane,
2: flying oh, airplane. <laughs> oh, I th- I <laughs> thought he was like <laughs> man. Know you, know you know me, my ADHD kicks in. I squirrel. Can. That's <laughs> what I
3: thought. Uh, we got a heck of a we got a heck of a crop of squirrels out here on these pine trees. I, I'm I, like what?
4: I thought he wanted you to make another delivery to I his house, an ammo delivery.
2: I had to do one not too long ago. I mean, uh, you know, the concierge service. Now well, now, that <laughs> now between not being able to find ammo and the price of gas, you almost have to take out a loan to go to the range.
3: Well, that, that's kind of, yeah, and, and to have it delivered. It's like, hey, how much extra was that? Uh and and then once they heard that, and all of a sudden I'm on the Brooksy Hall delivery list and uh, the Carlos Lopez
4: oh,
2: delivery hey, list you're and the, something the, the G, instead the great of Grubhub G5 Outdoor Concierge Ammo yes. Yeah,
3: it's instead of Grubhub Ammo Hub.
4: There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Start something <Brandon>. Ammo <laughs>
3: Hub. Yeah. <laughs> well, now that you can do liquor, I'll just do liquor and bullets. We'll just deliver
4: liquor and bullets. Nice combination. Sure, you have your own beverage castle.
3: There you go. Right just here. drive through bullets and beer. We're all good. <laughs> my,
2: my favorite of the all these new axe throwing bars that are popping up because you know that that to me seems like a really great combination. Yeah, you know, alcohol and throwing axes.
3: Very sharp things that can split your skull open when it bounces back. Yep. Yeah,
4: sure. Yep. Wait till so. the first cranium gets cracked.
3: <laughs> uh, we wanted to stay on track a little bit, uh, Grouper. Uh I did mention at the beginning of the show, uh, I don't know how deep we're gonna be able to get into it, but I just wanted to get it out there that the FWC uh listened to the presentation and stakeholder input on the Goliath groupers in Florida State Waters, and the commission directed staff to continue ongoing efforts that recognize Goliath's role in the ecosystem and promote stock rebuilding while allowing access to Goliath through catch-and-release ecotourism and dive-viewing opportunities. They also directed staff to develop a proposed draft rule to consider by the commission in future meetings on building and existing access opportunities for Goliath by considering a limited, highly regulated harvest. So the, they are at least digesting the idea. Very,
0: very they are, the commissioners, there are some that are all for it, and then there are quite a few that really are not for allowing a harvest, and, and you know, for one reason or another, they just don't believe that, you know, they're only talking about like 100 fish or 200 fish allowing that, and they don't see that as being as significant as to allow access, continuing to allow ask, access, and they're all worried about people targeting fish that have names, okay? Oh, this fish has a name. We, it's on this wreck, and he's there every day, and we go out there with a tour boat and Big do Louie. a morning dive and an afternoon dive, and we all come to see Johnny, you know?
3: You know what? I'll, I'll, I'll literally ask the question to anybody listening. Does anybody go to Busch Gardens anymore specifically to see Big Al?
0: The alligator.
3: Yeah. Do you remember Big Al that used yeah. to be there? Well, Big Al, of course, went to go to the Great Beyond, and he's been replaced by Big Al. Well, you know, one gator looks just like another. Wow, that thing is still here? God, I was a kid last time I saw Big Al here. He must be at least 80 years old by now. It's because it's how it's big, a different how alligator. Big, how big is Big Al? Big Al was like what, thirteen, fourteen, uh, yeah, somewhere around there. He was a big. He was
0: a big Well,
3: he was a big He's fat alligator. All he did was sit there and eat and grow. That's all he had to do. There's nothing for it to do or live. And if you take off, uh, you know, Big John off of Rex C, uh, in 80 feet of water, trust me, he'll be replaced by Big John, uh, Big Joe. <laughs> big joe on Rex c and probably a couple of days so it really it's it's not a big it's, deal it's just
4: like when you take a a tom turkey or a buck i mean yeah. it's repla- it, it's replaced like almost immediately it is this,
0: this is the part that gets me they talked about how they are so subject to being overfished because they stay in one place all the time but yet in the same presentation they talked about how a fish in florida could go up to georgia (laughs) to spawn and come back (laughs) okay so yeah we we stay in the same place all the time and so we're subject to being you know overfished but yet he travels hundreds of miles
3: and plus you got to remember that uh, they don't live forever and they are replaced by babies so it doesn't really matter if you take a hundred a year then there'll be another 100 next year. I mean, it's not like well, they're going to just go I got, away. I,
4: I got a question. Does the red tide affect them down yes. that deep?
3: It does yes. sometimes, yeah. Yes. It depends on how deep you get. I mean, if you're uh, the, the Bill Hardmans or the Teresa Hardaways of the world who go out you know, and dive in 200 feet of water, it's a little different than you know 60s, 70s kind of thing. But All right. We'd love to hear your opinion on it. If you have one, 888-404-1010. We are the Big and Wild Outdoors. Top of the hour. Hour 2 is right around the corner. Stay there.